Hey guys, and welcome back to Deep in the Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. And we're on episode 86, and this is a fun one. Yes, episode 86, we're coming at you guys with the heat because we're doing another lit-ass episode because today we are going to be exploring alien species and distant sightings as well as UFO history facts. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode, but definitely a well-rounded episode, I'll say. Well, before we get into anything, let's tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are leaving a like. Make sure you're commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're listening on any of your podcast platforms, make sure you're leaving a rating and review. They really help us out a lot. Follow us on Instagram at DeeperThemostPC and the PC stands for podcast. If you want to email us, email us at DeeperThemostPC at gmail.com. And before we get into like our DOM and all the species that we're going to cover today, I have a fact. So since 2021, the Pentagon has received hundreds of new UFO sighting reports. Mm. And there's just been like a huge surge rate in UFO sightings. It's... You know, it's obviously a phenomenon that's been taking place for decades at this point, but, and even traces back to ancient times, but, um, I don't know, I find it interesting that, like, now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to wake up to the idea of extraterrestrial beings in life, because, you know, there's a lot of tug and pull when it comes to that, that conversation, mm-hmm. Like, you either have people that fully believe that we're not alone, and you have people that fully believe that we are. Um, And then, of course, you have people in between that, you know, believe it could be one or the other, but there's just two very strong opposing opinions when it comes down to aliens. Yeah, and um, we've been having a surge the past couple years, actually, with, with aliens. I remember, what, was it like last year or two years ago, people were about to storm Roswell? Yes, we need to talk about that. Yeah. It was Area 51. Mm-hmm. The Area 51 yeah, yeah. raid. That's, yeah, we're definitely going to cover that one day pretty soon because that was a wild time. And it's going to be jam packed full of memes because I feel yeah. like that is what made that trend, like that, I don't know, monumental time in history um, on the internet. For sure, for sure. But now we can get into our dose of the most. The UFOs were for research and commercial purposes. And when I refer to the UFOs, I'm talking about the ones that have been shot down. like around The, the balloons. Yeah. The blimps. I've been hearing controversial things about that. And, you know, like, it could be something out of this world. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it definitely, to me, looks like a man-made device. Like, that's not what I would consider um, a UFO. But they're actually referring to this incident, or these incidences, because there's been many of them, as UAPs. Um, Those would be identified as UAPs, which is an unexplained aerial phenomenon. Um, Essentially, the new term for UFOs. You remember when we were growing up, and they decided to, like, scientifically rename the starfish as a sea star? It's like that. It's still a starfish. Like, either way. This past Tuesday, White House spokesman John Kirby said that the three mysterious UFOs that were shot down over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan may be tied to research and commercial purposes. 
So not war. Yeah, no, no war. That's what everybody was talking about at first. Yeah, no, apparently it's not war. At least that's what they said. And they immediately thought it was China. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, China allegedly denied that the balloon shot down over South Carolina was used for spying. Do you think they're lying? Oh, for sure. Damn, so you think it's a spy balloon? No, I'm not going to just, you know, can't just throw them under the bus like that, but we're all spying on each other. There's no way. How do you know it was them? What if it was Russia? I mean, no, China actually did, like, claim the balloon. But they denied that it was used for spying, and they also said that it was used for metrological research. Didn't they say it was, like, a personal... Um, a personal craft, like it wasn't, you know, yeah, from their government. It was yeah. just somebody's shit that they put into the sky, like a drone. Now right. people just have drones. Right, right. But how the fuck? That don't make sense. Cause how did it get all the way to America? <laughs> and yeah, they said it flew off course. All the way to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> of all oh, places. I just landed up in your country. And they end up in Japan. Like what? All the way over here. That wind be strong. Right. Kirby revealed in a press conference that it will be difficult to determine the motives for each object until debris is collected and analyses are done. And these objects are referring to the ones over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan. Right. Because there's been multiple within the past month, I would say, or a mm -hmm. couple of months. Very interesting stuff. Let us know what you guys think about that because i don't know i find it all very suspicious right. let me go into a rant all of a sudden everybody's into aliens and everybody has something to say and an opinion and that they believe but like where have y'all been like deeper than most been around for a couple of years we've been preaching this we've been telling y'all and nobody's been wanting to listen and now that it's trending you see the pattern y'all now that it's trending everybody believes Everybody done seen some shit now. Right. Like, make it make sense. Anyways, so that was our DOM. And now we get into some UFO history and facts. This is very interesting. Um, I feel like this is information that a lot of people just won't know. Mm -hmm. um, as well as distant sightings. So, for decades, there have been reported sightings of strange things in the sky. In 1946, a series of sightings accrued in Sweden. Sweden of all places, you never hear anything about Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> nothing about Sweden. The, like the Netherlands period, actually. Sweden, Switzerland, any of them. Right. In 1947, reports of UFOs and UAPs had become increasingly prominent within the U.S. as well as most other parts of the world. Um, so... SUFOS, or C-U-F-O-S, is an agency, um, as well as other agencies, is where people go to report said sightings, sometimes going to law enforcement about the phenomenon. So, you know, that's if people decide to report. Not everybody, or not everybody reports when they, you know, have contact with an extraterrestrial being, but for those that do report, you're either reporting to SUFOS or another similar type of agency, which... I didn't know we had that. Exactly. Same. Like, that's just the shit that nobody tells you about, is there's well, actual places where you can, you know, give your personal accounts to and see if they can, like, do anything to help you understand what the hell happened. That's crazy, though. But imagine that, though. Random Saturday night, right? And you see something like that, and you go to report it to the police. Wouldn't they think you're crazy? Like, Well, not necessarily. So, police and military personnel are often witnesses to the sightings as well. 
And that's something that I didn't really know. But I guess it makes sense, especially military, but police. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, they're out and about all day. Yeah. Um, but military, that makes a lot of sense. Even with the recent, um, like, what is it, radar footage or mm-hmm. whatever from the, mm-hmm. the jet mm-hmm. that saw that unidentified object. I think it was multiple UFOs, but, yeah, that's really what's been going trending, too, again, is that footage. Um... So, yeah, I mean, anybody can witness the aliens. They don't discriminate. (laughs) Reports of UFOs come from anyone, any age, and all walks of life. It is proven that in any given number of UFO reports, about 5% to 10% are truly puzzling. And not only to the witnesses, but also to the ones investigating the sightings and studying the data. These situations equate to authentic UFO reports. Um, Because... You know, there's still, like, UAP reports that go in that aren't necessarily considered the same as UFO reports because it's something that can be explained, a.k.a. these balloons. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what isn't considered an authentic UFO report, like, when we're speaking about aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, But the ones that are just completely inexplainable, that is what is considered an authentic UFO report. UFO reports differ in many ways. But there are a number of similarities that recur regarding things like the shape, maneuverability, appearance, disappearance, sounds, and color. So essentially, like, yeah, people are having different um, experiences and people are seeing different things or experiencing, you know, different feelings. But there's similarities in everybody's story and, like, the things make sense, you know, Um And they kind of just like all tie back in together. If you look at the mass amount of reports that are actually out there, you would see that a lot of them have similarities when it comes to these characteristics, Mm -hmm. which is something that I feel like you can't make up. Yeah, I don't understand how somebody could even fathom to think of something like that. Yeah, especially if you're somebody that doesn't like research, you know, extraterrestrial you're not into the whole alien conspiracies like that's cool but if you experience something like this and you go make a report about it and it ends up you know being similar to somebody else who had an experience like this how do you deny that especially if you didn't do any research to try to like make your story sound similar and think about it for the people that don't do that type of research and maybe don't even know what it is like of course it's gonna be hard for them to explain it So, of course, it's going to sound different each time because people don't understand what they're trying to explain to you. That's very true. There are many ways to have a UFO sighting experience, with each sighting falling into its own category. This is further explored in the Hynek theory, and if you are a real cosmonite, you know that we did a whole entire breakdown about the Hynek um, theory in episode 50, where we talked about different alien species once again um as well as the Heineck theory and the alien species that we talked about in that episode were the greys um the zeta reticulans and the venusians so that was some history and random facts about ufo sightings and now we get into some distant sightings and we're going to explain what they are so the first we have is radar visual so radar visual is Unidentified blips on radar screens that coincide with and confirm simultaneously visual sightings by the same or other witnesses. The reports are quite infrequent. 
So radar visual is not a super common sighting that occurs, Mm -hmm. but it would be something that could be seen by like one person or, you know, multiple see it or multiple people see it, whether it's in the same area or, you know, even far apart and they all see the same thing. An example of this would be the recently confirmed UAP sightings by the U.S. military, which was... A Navy jet, by the way. And this is the viral sighting that everybody's been discussing all over the place. Mm-hmm. That black and white footage. And it's funny because, like, the pilots, you know, um, that experienced that, like, they said they just couldn't explain it. Like, it's something that they've never seen. And um, I, that, I mean, how do you make that up? Like, why would they lie? Exactly. I guess I would say, why would they lie about that? The next one we have is Daylight Discs. And these are usually oval or disc-shaped and metallic-appearing objects. They appear high in the sky or close to the ground, and these sightings are often reported to hover over a specific area. They are also known to disappear with speed out of this world. So essentially, that's just the typical, you know, Hollywood UFO (laughs) sighting, in a sense. Basically, what Stan Romanak was claiming to see. Man, I still can't get over that little shadow he had in that recliner, dude, with the remote. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And the alien just looking through his window like, all right, That's dude. Right. Just wild. The next one we have is nocturnal lights. And this is well-defined lights in the night sky whose appearance and or motion are unexplainable in terms of conventional light sources. These lights usually appear as red, orange, blue, or white, and this type of sighting makes up the largest group of UFO reports. An example of this is DTM sighting in Georgia. Yeah, and if you've been watching, guys, you know that we've been, we actually talked about this story twice on the show. We did, and I would say the most detailed um, like time that we spoke about it was when, it was episode 69, mm-hmm. where we did our nope review, and it was our all about sex episode. All about sex and aliens because that's just what we do but yeah um you know we did see um light flashing in the sky well it wasn't even flashing but we saw light moving in the sky um at a speed that was not it couldn't it just no way it could be a man-made aircraft let's just say that like it just (laughs) i'm talking about here and gone and it disappeared. That's what threw me for a loop. The shit disappeared out of the sky. How do you explain that? And you just don't. And, oh, God. It, like, it makes me crazy, just feeling crazy just thinking about it. But, you know, it, like, brightened before it disappeared out of the sky. It was already a bright light that was just moving across the sky. And not, like, a shooting star either. Like, a shooting star, you would see it go all the way across. But no, this shit literally just like moved across the sky, shimmered brighter, and then disappeared. It was gone. In the middle of the sky, like all in our view. You know, the sky is a big place. And it was far, far away. I don't know how to explain it. but um, And then I immediately got emotional after. I just immediately started crying after. It was very weird. A very visceral experience. Um, but that is what I would consider a nocturnal light mm-hmm. sighting. So, yeah, I just, I feel like at the time we just didn't have the proper term for it. So we just called it a fucking UFO sighting. But, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. And we saw that shit multiple times. 
Yeah. And one time it was blue. We've seen it like three, four times actually. After that, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was all in the same like area, like the same place where we were just looking up at the sky, sitting on the porch. Yeah. Wild. I think that is crazy, but I also think it's crazy how there's different like kinds of sightings. Because I didn't even know that they uh, paid attention to the radar sightings. So now we are getting into our alien species. And I'm going to get comfortable for this because... We're going to be here a while. So the first alien species that we're covering is the reptilians, a.k.a. the reptoids, the archons, the reptiloids, the saurians, the draconians, or the lizard people. So they have a lot of um, names. You know, you can refer to them as any of such. But I like to just you know, refer to them as the reptoids or the reptilians. So reptilian humanoids have been a hot topic within the conspiracy community for quite some time. And these beings play a prominent role in fantasy, science fiction, ufology, and more. And I would say like the most notable like reptilian humanoid creatures that come to mind for me are um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's that nigga name from Ooh, Mortal Kombat? Reptile? Yeah, reptile. <laughs> that nigga. Yeah, that's the that's the representation. Wait. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They're You're hilarious. They reptilians are, kinda. They kinda are, but they save the world. I, I fuck with it. I mean, yeah, but they're like humanoid <laughs> turtles. <laughs> they are. So, reptilians are tall, as you would imagine, scaly, of course, and humanoid. And their appearance is nightmare fuel. Like, we'll try to, you know, throw up some concept pictures of what they are presumed to look like. But, I mean, these aliens aren't always cute, okay? That humanoid shit really gets me, though. Yeah, that's what throws me for a loop. Because it's like... You have human features. But you're not. You ain't human, though. Yeah. Like, you got... Like, in the last time we talked about um, aliens, we were talking about um, the greys and what they look like. (laughs) And I I had said some shit, and I was like, what are you? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what makes them scary. It was like... (laughs) Like, what are you? (laughs) And that's what this makes me think of. It's just like, what the fuck are you? The idea of the existence of reptilians being amongst us was popularized by David Icke, who is a well-known conspiracy theorist. He claimed that shape-shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form, blending into their environment much like chameleons because chameleons you know camouflage their body to replicate and blend into their current environment mm-hmm. um which is such a fucking cool ability <laughs> i wish we could do that shit right. <laughs> but the fact like just thinking that reptilians could do that shit too ugh. that shit is wild to think about yeah and you would never know like, like, that's the whole point of it. Right. Tall-ass humans just blending in. Like, that's weird. Yeah, and there's a lot of tall motherfuckers out here. Super tall. Got me looking at them weird. 
Um, <laughs> Unnecessarily tall and shit. Right, like Shaq. You think he a rept <laughs> oh, reptilian? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nigga too cool. These reptilians are believed to have strong political power to manipulate human societies. Mm. I think that's like the biggest um, idea that comes to mind when we think about reptilians is that they just are trying to take us out. Oh, definitely. They are. <laughs> this theory suggests that many of the world leaders, politicians, and other people of power are or are possessed by these reptilian beings. I can only imagine being possessed by one of these things. That shit probably crazy. Fuck being possessed. I can only imagine what it's like to be one of these motherfuckers. Yeah. That shit is crazy. But um, if that's the case, man, they doing a shitty job. I swear to, Well, that's the point, though. But yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> it's assumed that the reptilian beings are blood-drinking, flesh-eating, shape-shifting ETs. The agenda of this species is to enslave the human race. Well, I said they're doing a terrible job, but if this is their mission, I think they're... Uh... On the right track. Their existence extends way past political and world power, with reptilians also being leaders, corporate execs, Oscar-winning actors, Grammy-winning singers, and much, much more. They might even be your damn neighbor or the old lady that lives across the street. Uh. Yeah. Her skin already leathery and she a reptile? And that's why. That's crazy. <laughs> Those thought to be reptilians include Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and Bob Hope. And many, many more. The list goes on and on. I think some people were saying Trump was too. That's unconfirmed, but I wouldn't put it past them. I think a tree frog. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah. And if you have heard of anybody else being a reptilian, drop it in the comments. Let us know because I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to hear what people have to say. What if they just like regular old janitors and shit? That's kind of underwhelming. And that kind of defeats the purpose of why they're here. I mean, yeah, but it could happen. Why the fuck would you be a reptilian on this motherfucker and want to be a janitor when you could be resputing? Like, (laughs) you know? Ike also hinted that the reptilians are in control of secret societies such as the Illuminati and the Freemasons. The idea of reptilian humanoids dates back to at least as far as ancient Egypt, which, yeah, makes a lot of sense. That's wild. Man, and I think it's crazy because, like, what if that actually is what's happening? What? All this shit's run by fucking lizards? Yeah, (laughs) fucking lizards. I don't know. I feel like it would kind of make sense as to why everything's so fucked. Yeah. Like, worldwide fucked. Not yeah, just... not even just the U.S. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing. If there was knowledge by other beings, um, particularly the ones that we are about to talk about next, that are present on this planet, I feel like there would be, like, an all-out war. Like, they... Them niggas would, you know, buck up. Because the agenda of this other... Um, alien species that's supposed to coexist with us on this planet their agenda is completely opposite of the reptilians and i just feel like they're not just gonna let these motherfuckers just rule the world unscathed like something more grand would happen i feel like if we you know the world was run by 
um, reptilian. You know, because I feel like they would definitely have their own agenda, you know? So, like, I, I, would, Absolutely. I would think that they would want to fight for it. So, our next ET is the Nordic beings. And they're also known as Space Brothers, Pleiadians, and Tall Whites. That's <laughs> Not tall lights. Tall lights. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Ew. Yeah, the Nordic beings are very, very popular. Um, a lot of people like to believe that if we were presented with extraterrestrial life, that it would be the Nordic beings just because of their ideals. Um, you know, what they look like, how they are, just everything about Nordic beings. Humans kind of like. So, yeah, they're very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Them and, of course, the greys, but everybody talks about the greys. Like, that's just because of Hollywood. You know, come to think of it, for them to be so popular, I don't think we have enough movies on them. Like, we always I get greys of the green men, but we never get Nordic being. Right. Well, there have been some um, in media in the past. And one, notably, I forgot what episode it was or what it, it's called, is Scooby-Doo. What? The day Earth was visited, or the day they landed on Earth, or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, the aliens that came down to Earth in Scooby-Doo were Nordic beings. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, no, I don't. I have to see the episode you're talking about, because I don't remember that. We'll see if we can um, find it, and if so, we'll have it right up here at the top of the video if you're watching. Oh, yeah. To get into these guys, in a nutshell, the Nordic beings are humanoids with Nordic Scandinavian features, i.e. white skin, tall, around six or seven feet, blonde hair, and blue eyes. They're said to be a beautiful sight, and they are rumored to be very skinny with large foreheads and long legs. Once again human but like different it's like a human spider except without all the extra right legs. like but just super like stretched out like a laffy taffy like uh dude from fantastic four type shit yeah i mean not that long <laughs> <laughs> not like a rubber band but <laughs> but yeah very long legs um very thin and large foreheads Slender. probably all that knowledge gotta be goddamn megamind and slenderman had a mm-hmm. fucking baby literally but make it hot ew <laughs> these beings are a common occurrence in alien contact and they make up a big chunk of et life sightings it is said they are from ancient earth but presenting themselves as ets in the past they moved from living on the surface to live underground around the himalayas area after a natural event so aka they live under the surface like people living it's like agartha they probably live in agartha mm-hmm. if you haven't if you don't know what agartha is check out episode five where we mm-hmm. talked about the center of the earth yeah. um and civilizations and life that could exist down there these aliens are also said to communicate through telepathy and that would be fucking cool it's kind of scary though mm-hmm. well yeah it does sound scary but i feel like if they're saying positive and peaceful things it wouldn't be as scary if they were saying some crazy shit and only i hear this shit like i don't know i'd be scared (laughs) in contactee and ufology literature nordic aliens are often described as a benevolent or even magical beings who want to observe and communicate with humans and are concerned about the earth's environment or prospects for world peace so they're the good guys um and that's one of the reasons why humans just like the idea of Nordic beings, if aliens do exist, is for it to be those guys. Because, I mean, you know, they want what's good for humanity as opposed to 
the uncertainty and the unknown around these other species. Yeah, no, that shit is crazy. But it, it is nice to kind of have that, that like, heart slower because imagine if they were just here bent on pure distraction. Exactly. It'd be hell. And so, you know, my whole consensus is if the Nordic beings do, you know, exist here on Earth, how can they coexist with the reptilians? You get what I'm saying? Like, those agendas just don't mesh. I get what you mean. It's kind of like the chaos theory, good and evil. So you would think that claims of sightings and abductions associated with Nordic beings began spreading in the 50s, and most sightings of Nordic beings takes place in Europe. They are known to be nice to humans and enact peace and harmony. A few people who claim to have been abducted say that they were told by the Nordic aliens that they were visiting Earth from the star cluster known as the Pleiades, um, which is located within the Milky Way. And yeah, it's basically just this big star cluster um, that could potentially hold intelligent life. Mm-hmm. And aka this intelligent life probably being Nordic aliens. That's so cool to think about. Like, it is nice to kind of feel like you're not the only one in the universe. Right. Yes. Even if it's something different than us, I think it's better to just not be out in this motherfucker alone. Um, It's also believed that Nordic aliens might have came from Venus. Okay. Yes. Or I think it was like one of the moons or one of the planets of Taurus. So, there's a couple places where they could be from, but... Most notably, the Pleiades um, star cluster. Or star cluster. Star cluster. <laughs> that sounds like a fire ass Debbie Kate. They have also been described as paternal, watchful, smiling, affectionate, and youthful. So, what do these magical beings want with us? Some claim that the Nordic aliens simply want to observe and communicate with humans. They are concerned with the environment and world peace. Like, that's basically their overall just agenda like their overall goal is to attain that Mm -hmm. um and some say nordics do not have irises and wear contacts when trying to blend in oh that's crazy Mm -hmm. i imagine you catch them on a bad day when they ain't got their eyes in crazy sight yeah no irises that's wild that gotta be crazy but you know what else is crazy let's take a minute to thank our sponsor and we will see you soon and now we're back like an alien butt crack. And our next beings are one of my personal favorites because they're not really talked about enough. The mantis beings. And they're also known as the mantids. Yes, the mantids. Let me just tell you now. I'm scared of these motherfuckers. Like, they're a sight to see. They're just terrifying. <laughs> Is it bad that, like, I'm so curious that I would love to see it? <sighs> That's you. <laughs> I Me? Mean, you can have it. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, it'll be cool. Like It'll be interesting to see it. I'm going to run for sure. But. No. no. <laughs> the mantis beings are a trip. They're a whole nother thing. And also, this species is the one that we have the most information on. Um, so this is kind of going to be like a deeper dive into these beings because, yeah, there's just a lot to be said about these ones. Hell yeah. Mantis beings have been coined as the most mysterious and unsettling amongst all E.T. intelligent life. Which, rightfully so, because what the fuck? A giant praying mantis? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These beings appear within many abduction scenarios with 
abductees reporting the ominous presence of these entities looming over their beds as they wake in the dead of night. Oh my god. You said this is your favorite and you want to experience this. I just want to see. Have them probing your ass and staring <laughs> at you while you dream. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Ugh, just I'm just imagining the sight of waking up on a damn like examination table. Oof. And this bright ass light on me and I got probes and shit all through my body and I open my eyes and they just around. Looking at you. Hell no. And like speaking to me. Oh yeah. So that's crazy. Although the contact made with mantis aliens is widely known as visceral and terrifying, these connections are not as common as with greys or Nordic beings. Insect beings appear within mythologies throughout the world, including Native American and African folklore. The Khoisan tribe of Africa specifically regard the mantis as the first living creature upon the earth who granted life to animals and humans, inventing language and bringing fire to the people. What do you think about that? I ain't never heard that before, so I don't know how to feel that about that. Sound crazy. It does sound crazy, but kind of beautiful in a way. Hell no, that shit is still terrifying. Super, super. They may have helped us once, but your grace can only be extended so far. Right. The arm is only so long, guys. Exactly. So, mantis beings continued. It is believed that mantids come from the Draco system supposedly working hand in hand alongside reptilians aka they're here for the bullshit y'all they're here for the bullshit the most remarkable feature about mantis beings is their likeness to the praying mantis insects because they literally look like the bug the praying mantis mantids are reported as being six to seven feet tall with long and thin torsos their hands arms and necks have additional joints in them and they have heads that are insect-like and triangle-shaped. I mean, it's terrifying, but I just want to see it. Their eyes are large and slanted that are either brown or black, so their eyes are one of two colors. Oh, wow. Nothing okay. crazy, nothing fancy, hmm. but just like an insect almost. I think of like a bee, like that type of eye. Hmm. Most mantids are said to be dark brown. However, some reports show that these beings can be green or black as well. But I think the most common depiction is dark brown. Mm -hmm. And they have like the mantis mouth. Like, the little, the little, yes, the like the pincer. Yeah, just mm -mm, no thanks. Like an ant mouth. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. Their bodies are composed of a segmented exoskeleton, and some abductees have reported that the mantis seem to be coated in an oily substance. Mantids are often encountered wearing long robes in a variety of colors, perhaps signifying their rank, while some are left naked. But they be wearing clothes, though. Yeah, that's like, crazy. No. <laughs> well, not clothes, but robes. Close enough. That's, I don't know. It just don't sit right with me. It's weird as fuck. I can't, I'm just like, And then to signify their rank, they're in different colors. What is this, handmaids? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's kind of funny to think about. Like, I'm visualizing it. Hey, that's just crazy to me. A giant wow. mantis with a robe on. Yeah. That's crazy as fuck. And some of them are naked. <laughs> <laughs> Those must be the slaves. I'm just saying, like. What y'all think? 
When communicating with abductees, mantids are known to use telepathy. However, when chatting amongst themselves, abductees have noted that they use a different auditory language through various clicking sounds exchanged between the beings. So they be... Yeah. Just clicking at each other. That's crazy. Hell no. You telling me I wake up on a goddamn examination bed, mm -hmm. these motherfuckers looming over me and start clicking in robes? No. <laughs> this sounds like a lucid dream. Am I astral projecting right now? This sounds like a wild uh, shroom trip. It do. Fuck shrooms. LSD. No, we don't condone drugs. But, man. Mm-mm-mm. Some say the mantids are shapeshifters and use advanced tech to create fields of energy around their physical bodies, and this allows them to appear human. What is this? Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> These yeah, niggas got powers and shit. <laughs> Goddamn. What is your ability? I'm a human. I'm a human. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty lame. <laughs> lame as fuck. Like, anyway. The mantis tend to be overseers and often appear to be in leadership positions of power during an abduction. Generally, a mantis will be accompanied by several small gray aliens who seem to do its bidding. These small grays are assumed to be drone beings controlled by a hive mind and utilized by a variety of alien races. Woo! Not an army of grays. That's a mind fuck. It's literally like how the U.S., you know, is trying to make, like, AI military. Yeah. Just using these autonomous bots to fulfill their mission. Mm -hmm. Why does that sound like a human thing to do, though? Even though they're aliens. I mean, maybe we got it from there. Ooh. Sit on that. Maybe. I don't know. And it is interesting, though, that, like, you know, most people that do experience these abductions, like they say that, you know, the mantis are the ones just like looking over and examining everything or yeah, basically just like looking like and observing. Grays. Yeah. And the grays are like doing the grunt work. So lastly, we get into what the fuck they want to do with Earth, their Earth agenda. Like, why are they here? We found out that the reptilians are here because they want to lead us to chaos and destruction and, um, you know, slavery as a human race. And then we found out that the Nordic beings, you know, they want to help us out. They want to promote world peace and fix the environment, go green, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... So what do you think the mantids are here for? Um, honestly, if anything, I would think they're here to do testing. Like, for what though? Who knows, bro? Who knows? I think that's also been another common thing seen in Hollywood. When aliens do take people, it's often to test them or probe them. So I wonder, mm. maybe they could be that race that wants to just test us and see what makes us who we are. Okay. So the perceived motivation of the mantis in regards to human abduction is somewhat mysterious. Some contactees describe these creatures as positive, uplifting beings who seek to protect humanity and the earth. One common thread found among many abduction scenarios is centered around the use of holographic projections as a means of education. So what these abductees are saying is that when they were abducted, they were shown holographic projections of basically what would be 
earth if humans keep doing what we're doing and making the earth die and go to shit. Mm. But they would, like, show the abductees, like, you know, this is a result of your <laughs> existence, basically. Humans suck. That shit kind of crazy, though, because I hear something like that. You think about a movie or a show where you see, like, stuff like that happen, and what if it actually happens? Like, what if that's the case? Abductees often report mantis beings showing them holographic images of destruction of planet Earth to illustrate the possible negative impact that our species could have upon the planet. Um, and I'm assuming most of these abductees come back with like, it, you know, if this is what they experience, they come back with probably a new sense of, you know, reality or belief or, you know, wanting to make change um, in, within the world mm -hmm. for the better. And things like that. Like, very humanitarian mindset. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. Yeah. I Especially mean, going through something this fucking traumatic. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, essentially, like, giving somebody the the key to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you go and you get abducted. They show you this. And then you come back. Like, what do you do with it? Yeah. What do you do? How do you present that information? Like, how do you go about that? Because you essentially know how you're going to die. However, some return from their experiences with the mantids with a darker point of view, stating that the mantids wish to conquer and control Earth rather than aid in human ascension. Some believe that a mantids hybridization program is currently taking place using human DNA to create a new species, y'all. A fucking new species. <laughs> human. All I'm going to say is I hope not. That's not right. Fucking humanities, hell no. Hanteds. That's crazy. That's scary as fuck. That just don't sit right. But you know what does sit right? Our wiggity 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 wind down, kind words, and some more on how you can support the show. But that was our alien species and part two, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And um distant sightings as well as some ufo facts right that was really really fun oh yeah and i just love talking about aliens so this time around we have three wind downs and the first one reads if you were abducted which of these beings would you want to be taken by nordic yeah them white people gonna just have to take me <laughs> but what happened i thought you wanted to see what the mantids were about I mean, that's cool and all. I just want to see what they look like. I ain't said I wanted to go chill well, with them. There's only one way to see. Well, shit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it. <laughs> um, the second wind down is, do you believe any of these beings actually exist? And if so, which ones? Definitely the reptilians. That seems likely. And obviously the Nordic beings. I, honestly, I feel like they all exist, but... I don't know. I think the most likely would be the reptilians and Nordic. Yeah, I think those make the most sense. I think a giant fucking praying mantis would be out of our comprehension right now. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And our last and final wind down is, how do you feel about the recent government UAP sightings and the trends associated with them? Um, I think they're interesting and I think... The government is starting to realize that, and, you know, the higher powers that be are starting to realize that, you know, this shit's in the sky and, like, we are a vulnerable planet. And if something or somebody wanted to come visit us, 
they can. And I feel like the government knows that at some point they're not going to be able to hide aliens if they do come. Mm-hmm. Like, that- how the fuck are they going to control something like that? Um, especially something we've never experienced. So, I think they're finally realizing that they have to be honest and, like, come forward. You know, of course, they're doing it bit by bit, little by little, because they don't want to give us the satisfaction, but probably cause, you know, chaos and panic. But I feel like they kind of feel like their back's against the wall because it's happening so much more frequently now. And also, they were able to give it to us little by little when we didn't have social media and the internet. So, it made sense that we eventually over time get more and more curious but we also get desensitized so if they do come it's just like nothing ever happened yeah and there's one thing to go to war with other people but there's another thing to go to war with an outer worldly being exactly now what do you think about the trends associated with this about how everybody's all of a sudden an alien believer i think it's all a sham like let's be honest before this stuff even started happening and being in the news, nobody talked about it. Nobody wanted to be a part of it, nothing. And now for it to just be another bandwagon, it's kind of crazy. Because everything's a bandwagon, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't really care for the trends. Like, it's whether you believe in it, you do. If you don't, you don't. Like, that's fine. Everybody's different. But why are we hopping on a trend? Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, aliens, like, y'all are really talking about aliens now because they're trending but anybody that tried to bring it up to you beforehand you thought they were weird or Mm -hmm. you know like oh you're just a conspiracy theorist and there's always a bad rep associated with that um you're seen as crazy and Mm -hmm. this that and the third so i find it interesting that now it's cool to you know talk about aliens openly and freely Mm -hmm. because there's a trend it's just like anime like people used to call you weird for watching it and now everyone watches anime everyone has a top five they like you know what i mean so it's another one of those things exactly so if you can't beat them you gotta join them i guess and now they're joining in so (laughs) i want to tell you guys how you can support the show really quick if you didn't really care to listen thoroughly the first time so you can follow us on instagram at deeper than most pc the same thing goes for our Gmail. It's deeper than most PC at gmail.com. Check us out on the clock app. That's TikTok at DTM Pod. Pod stands for podcast. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like your favorite episode of ours and comment on it as well. And give us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. That really, really helps our show out in the algorithm because y'all, <clears throat> what's this the year of? precision yes you guys the year of precision and we are being precise about growing our channel this year producing better quality content producing more frequently and being more connected with you guys and proactive on our social media so tune in with us and have a conversation with us on the internet because that's what i mean that's what we want (laughs) we want you guys to You know, reach out and connect. Exactly. So, with that being said, let's roll on into our kind words and blast out of here. So, this week, my kind words are... Make sure to do your dishes. Sometimes you just need to wind down at the end of the day and relax. So, do your dishes. It helps. My kind words are, go out into the universe and find you a gray bay.
you know, go out there and put yourself into the world, put yourself into the universe and see what comes your way. And it could be a gray bay. You or never know. We hope you guys stay light, stay bright, stay positive. We are so grateful that you guys have came into our wonderful spaceship today to join in on this amazing conversation. And with that, I've been your host, Sav. And I've been your host, DJ. Catch us next week on another episode of Deeper, Deeper Than, Than Most. Most.